What's good, podcast people? Welcome back to another episode of the Chainlink Podcast. It's your boy, Benchy. I've been going for a minute since the end of May, and I'm back just to review another box. I'm going to go into this box kind of like when I used to do box bench warmers because that's how I feel about this box. I'm going to kind of get back in the vibe, back in the groove of things going on in Duel Links because let me keep it a buck with you guys. The game is kind of boring in my eyes. But, like, not too boring. I still play it every day. I still have fun playing it. But it's just, like, I'll explain a little further when it comes to this box um, as we get deeper into this episode. So, if you guys are enjoying, <laughs> my bad. I'm, I'm going to keep trying to get a little bit more consistent. But this quarantine is kicking my ass. But let's get into this box, bro. We got a main box. What is it? Uh, Witch's Sorcery. This box is interesting. And I say interesting because, like, one, I've called two of the archetypes, actually three of the archetypes that are in this box in previous podcast episodes. I've mentioned Altergeist coming to Duel Links. I've mentioned Battle Wasp like I think two or three times coming to Duel Links. Witchcraft, as I mentioned in one of my earliest uh, podcast episodes. Dude, this box in my eyes is my dream come true. Light. And I had to add light there because it's like, Every archetype that is in this box could be much, much more fleshed out, but um, Konami likes to give us, you know, the hand-me-down cards first so we can play around with them, see if we like them, give essentially a bad review of uh, the deck, and then they get the newer cards, and all of a sudden the deck is, like, fantastic. So that seems to always happen, whether it be a couple months down the line, whether it be years down the line, <laughs> it seems to always happen, but... I like this box and don't like this box at the same time. Now, my initial review of this box when I started, when I saw it leak before it came into the game, I was like, okay, well, the cover card, um, Dark Magician Girl of the Dragon Knight is almost never going to be played because it means Dark Magician players have to run a copy of Dark Magician Girl because she can be summoned up Ayatomias, but like only with Dark Magician Girl. They don't run Dark Magician Girl. Dark Magician Girl doesn't do anything for the deck. It's not a normal monster, so it doesn't proc. Um, it isn't a normal Dark Magician monster. It's not like, oh, its name changes to Dark Magician when on the field. So it doesn't really proc um, Dark Magician like, Circle. Um, it could get summoned out of, from the deck with Navigation, but so can Kaiku and plenty other better cards than this get summoned from the deck. It's just not really that great. And this card, is its effect is really strong. Dark Magician Girl, the, the Dragon Knight, just being able to just pop in cards on the field off a of discard is really nice alongside um, Dark Calvary being able to, to negate things uh, by discarding. You're going to be discarding your hand a lot if you go into the extra deck with Dark Magician, but, like, it's worth it because you get control of, you know, popping cards on the field, negating effects, and destroying cards, essentially. I think that's what... Uh, Dark Calvary does. I'm not 100% sure because um, I haven't played Dark Magician in a while. And then through the continuous spell, you're banishing cards off the field. So you slowly gain advantage by disadvantaging your opponent. So the deck is already like a well-engined machine. I mean, well-oiled engine. But like this card is just a win more card. But you have to play a brick in the deck. So I don't really feel like it's going to get played at all. But as far as the other archetypes in the box, I was like, oh, yes, we get Battle Wasps. Oh, yes, we get Witchcrafters. Um, oh, this lit. And then I look at how much of these archetypes we get. Like, let's talk about Battle Wasps because I am utterly disappointed. We got Hama, the level 8, which is fantastic because it's like it does piercing damage if made with a single. Uh, it, it can attack twice 
it does piercing damage. Um, shoot, I believe it does piercing damage. No, it doesn't. Oh, it doesn't. What? It just drops attack. Um, it can attack twice if made with a synchro monster. And if you don't do damage with it, you still burn your opponent. So it's like, yeah, you protected yourself, but did you really? And then you got the other level six synchro, which can uh, boost its attack up. Um, yeah, it can have your, its opponent's attack. And it can also inflict, inflict burn damage. But I think they're missing a level five Azula the Ghost Bow. Azusa the Ghost Bow. And a level 12 synchro. If I'm not mistaken, I believe they're missing those. And they have none of their tuners. The deck is nuts. If you really look at all the cards, their trap card literally says summon a monster from the deck, negate a battle, like uh, negate an attack. That is so good. Their tuners, fantastic. They have none of them. We have summoning swarm, which is a soul charge for insects. Well, for battle loss. But, like, so good, man. So good. And we got none of the in-archetype tuners. At least none of the tuners. No, none of the in-archetype tuners. And with how few insect tuners we have in Duel Links, the namely we got, like, what? Infernity Beetle, which is the best one. Um, this box gave us Trans... Oh, was it yeah, Transicada, which is a level three, which is an awkward level. It can be some. It can work with the level six because we have the Black Wing, the Twin Bow, the Attacker, which can special summon itself onto the field, and you summon Transicada and make the level six. But then you need a level two tuner to make the level eight. And we don't really have anything other than Infernity Beetle, and it's not really the best card. It's just oh, the deck is just so shafted, man. I, I was so hyped to play Black uh, Battle Wasp, man. It's just, it's just not panning out the way I want it. It's just it's a, a waste of a UR slot in my eyes, and it's a damn shame. It is a damn shame. Um, next, we got Witchcrafters, which is another deck I was hyped for. Actually, out of the, all the cards that I was hyped for um, going into this box, I think Witchcrafters is the most fleshed out because we do have Shmeta and Pitori, which are really, really good. Um... Shmeta can special Madame Very from the deck and then just banish itself to get you an additional spell card to add back to your hand so you can negate monster effects with Very and also just get swole with Very. That is really strong. That is really, I'm not even gonna lie, that is so strong. Madame Very is great. However, the potential with Witchcraft is, is enormous. We're missing cards like what? By Street. We're missing cards like what? Witchcraft the Creation, I believe, is the card that we don't have. Um, what? Genie. Hane, I believe, is the level 5. Golem Aruru. The deck can be so, so good. And I haven't run into enough Witchcrafters to say that they're trash or they're not good at all. But, like, I ran into one and I was playing a specific deck from this box and I was like, yeah, I'm not really impressed. <laughs> I'm not really impressed by this. This is just kind of it's kind of whack. But you know, I think that they're pretty good. They're all spellcasters, so they can be splashed with um, they can be splashed with uh prophecy, with spellbooks. So that's pretty cool. They can also be they can also be used with um, invoke with Alistair because Shmeta is a fire, uh, Pitori is a water, Madame Vary is a light. So we don't have we don't have Mechaba yet, but. Yeah, you can make an invoked witchcrafter deck if you really want to. And also, that's a spell card in hand to reveal to get scroll. 
I believe it's just any type of spell, not just witchcraft or spell. Uh, you can discard one spell. Yeah, number of spells with different names in your hand. Yeah, definitely. It's just spells. So running it with other archetypes that run a lot of spells, like spell books, that can work. Running it with uh, invocation is fine. You feel me? You can. <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah, I, it's not bad. Um, but yeah, the other archetype that I actually think is actually really good out of this box is Evil Eye. Evil Eye is interesting because I said I was going to review Evil Eye before in an old podcast. And I was like, yeah, I don't think that they'd be healthy for duelists if we get Sergio. Sergio plus Celine, I don't think many decks can out um, unless they run like heavy, heavy, heavy back row. But then you can't, it has to be non targeting. Non-destruction, removal, I guess banishing, but like, I don't know. I I don't know how I feel about Evil. I didn't know how I felt about Evil Eye. We got Medusa, um, and like Basilius and some other card that you don't really use. Um, it's not that bad of a deck. Uh, Medusa banishing monsters from your opponent's graveyard. You know, just at the cost of you have to banish your own cards. It's not really that much of a cost because who cares. <laughs> None of the cards that you go to your graveyard, you can either recycle, save to recycle them by summoning another Medusa, or it, it, they really don't matter. They really don't matter. Um, but equipping with Selene makes it just uh, invoke Coxes. Can't be destroyed, can't be targeted. Crazy, crazy. Equipping it also with the Gorgonio, when your life is constantly being dwindled down by Selene, whether it be it summoning itself back from the graveyard or whenever you activate a card effect, you gain you lose 500 life and gain 500 attack with Gorgonio on the side of that thing, bruh, you start getting swole because Gorgonio gives you all that decreased life points is added to your attack value. So what you really want to do with this deck, what you really want to do, what you really want to do, you want to play this with Titan Showdown. Don't tell anybody I told you. But you want to play this with Titan Showdown because Selene is going to be killing you half of the time. You're going to be dying to Selene because that's a mandatory pay, paying a five thousand, uh, a five hundred life points and a mandatory thousand life points to pay to get it back from the graveyard onto the field. So you're going to be losing a lot in that terms, in terms of Selene, right? You're going to gain a lot of that in attack value off Gregorio. You can't be targeted, you can't be destroyed. Um, you just slam into your opponent's monster when your life points are lower than your opponent's and you just OTK. Dog, I don't tell anybody I told you that. But Titan Showdown Evil Eye is the wave. However, you can easily lose and burn yourself out with this deck. But this deck is not half bad. Evil Eye Defeat can move, bounce your opponent's cards. So the minute they normal summon, you can literally bounce your card plus their card if you have Selene on the field. Um, so that they don't have a normal summon. And then uh, you can wipe out their back row with things like Double Cyclone. I really do think that the Cade's list is actually fantastic. Um, because Double Cyclone popping your Gregorio so you can search for Selene. Also popping their back row is really, really good. If you're playing with Titan Showdown, don't be too afraid if you have a way of getting to Selene plus um, Gregorio, or if you just have a play way of getting to Gregorio, I mean Gorgonio, um, of playing Cosmic Cyclone, banish the back row, summon your monster, equip it with 
uh, Gorgonio, they get their effects because it turns to Selene on the field. It gained mad life, um, mad attack value. You have Titan Showdown live. If you are stronger than your opponent at that point, you're going to be doing massive damage. Massive damage. Of course, the downside is if you do massive damage to them and you are no longer in the deficit of life points, you lose that attack. So that kind of sucks. But it's not the worst. It's not like it's end-all, be-all at that point. You can still, like, make plays with through um, Evil Eye Defeat. Medusa can get back Evil Eye Defeat from the graveyard, so you can just keep recycling that and bouncing your opponent's monsters back to the hand and eventually just straight-up out-damage them in power. So that's how I've been playing the deck. I've made it to Legend Rank 3, and then I tilted my way all the way back down to Legend Rank 1. I think it's mostly because I only have two copies of the field spell, so when I open up with hands with no monsters in them and no field spell, I am completely shafted in terms of what I can do. So I do need to go back in the deck, I mean back in the box for another copy of the field spell, so that's on me. I do feel like this box is an investment box if we do get more cards added to these archetypes. Like Witchcraft is, is missing Sergio, which I don't think is going to happen. I believe it's another main deck monster that is missing as well. And a couple other spells and traps. Um, I believe. I It's been a long time since I did the research for Evil Eye. And I'm in the middle of doing homework. And that's why I started to do this podcast. Uh, I figured I'd take a break from homework. But another archetype in this box... Predator plants, dog. We got predator plants. I'm so hyped. We got predator plants, and the the extra deck monster, predator plant uh, chimera flasia, so good. Can we talk about that? It's so good. You can reduce your opponent's monsters by a thousand attack and gain a thousand attack if you do battle with them, and you can also just banish a card on the field that has um with a level equal to or less than this uh, less than it. So anything level six, level seven or lower on the field, just straight up just banish it. And anything other higher level, you can just reduce its attack and just attack over it. That shit is crazy. And when it goes to the graveyard, you can get yourself a poly or a fusion. This is not bad. This archetype is not bad. And Preta Practice, oh, I think it's Preta Practice. Yeah, the um, super rare spell. That's a great card. Special summon a Predator Plant from your hand and then add a, a Predator card from your deck. So good. So good. Like, can we talk about that? It's so good. In fact, if you're running one, I think it's a level 2 Predator Plant monster that can act as essentially as a poly on the field. It just sets up your poly play immediately. And Predator Plants, uh, I believe all the extra deck monsters are kind of generic. It's not, it's not like requiring any specific card. It's just like a Predator Plant and a Dark monster, a Plant and a Dark um remember this whole archetype is plant and is battle oriented if we use like wall of thorns if you're you get targeted for attack you just straight up destroy all your opponent's um attack position monsters on the field um i believe you can also use miracle fertilizer if you want i'm not 100 sure on that one i haven't really tried out predator plants because i do not have a copy of chimera Flasia. um yeah look at me i got <laughs> i paid the 3.99 for the box and I got the extra field spell and then I got the field spell regularly from the box so I need to get the third copy but I don't have the copy of Chimera Flasia and I kind of want to spend money but I also don't because it's quarantine and we need money in our pockets in order to keep going and I'm not going to make any crazy stupid purchases 
So I'm not going to bite the bullet on that and drop money on this box. Also, I don't think that this box is really good for investment now in terms of like spending cash to get the cards because like none of the decks are fully fleshed out. None of the decks are fully fleshed out. So that's why, uh, if, for those who've been listening to my content for a long time, um, even when I was doing uh, YouTube, youtube.com slash probenchwarmer, I'm probably going to put a video up saying, hey guys, I'm not uploading anymore, please check out my podcast. Um, but I did a series called Box Bench Warmers where I talked about cards in a box that I don't see anybody utilizing, but it's not their fault, it's because the archetype is trash and what cards they need from their own archetype to actually be good in Duel Links. And I feel like the number one archetype in this box that definitely needs a reworking is Altergeist. How do you give us Altergeist, Altergeist, Marionetta, and like nothing else good? Like, how do you do that? How is that, how is that feasible? You gave us Altergeist, Marionetta, whose effect is kind of ass right now. You can set one Altergeist trap from your deck to your spell and trap zone. Well, we don't have protocol. We don't. <laughs> we don't have manifestation. So Marionetta's effect is kind of meh at the moment. What are we gonna set? Elmleaf. Elm I was. I forget what the 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 back row. The trap monster. Not really the best. Um, you can target one Altergeist card you control and one Altergeist monster in your graveyard. Send that card to the field to the graveyard. And if you do, special summon a monster from the graveyard. This would be nice if we had Multi Faker or Seek. Or Conquery, especially Conquery, because then Alter Guys can actually make some type of plays. But we are missing all of those cards: Manifestation, Protocol, Conquery, Milusik, uh, Multi Faker. Alter Guys is missing a lot in terms of like what can make it an actual functioning deck. But trust me, if we get those cards, or at least maybe not. Protocol, but maybe get manifestation and uh, uh, personal spoofing, dude. We can actually play Alter Guys. We can actually play a Link Vrains deck uh, compared to the Gokis and everything else that we've gotten. This one can actually work if we get the right cards. But we don't got the right cards in this box. And I do see that if they do give us more Alter Guys cards, maybe it'll be in a mini box. So, in terms of how to make Alter Guys better. In Duel Links, I really do think we at least need Conquery, we at least need Seek, we at least need Protocol and Manifestation. We need those cards in order to, for us to actually start playing Altergeist. Now, I don't have their effects loaded up right now. I believe Seek can attack directly and then send a card on, on your opponent's side of the field to the graveyard. Um, so, at least we can play that. And I, be, I believe, it's, I think it's Conquery. It's the fact that it can special summon itself from the hand onto the field. And, dude, uh, go check out DZ's channel if you really want to learn about Altergeist. Because <laughs> uh, that man on, on YouTube plays nothing but Altergeist. Um, but yeah, Altergeist has a lot of potential. Compared to all the archetypes in this box, in, in terms of future potential... I think Altergeist is like number one in my eyes. Next one is Witchcrafters because Witchcrafters are missing a lot of cards. And they can be very, very high tier if played correctly. And then right after that, I think, would be Predator Plants. Just because the amount of extra deck monsters in Predator Plants 
and their effects, Konami's really gonna have to be like, okay, we gave them Predator Plants, we gave them um, Chimeraphlasia. I don't know which other ones you can actually give them, because the rest of them are kind of strong. Like, I feel like that's what's gonna happen, and we're not gonna get many Predator Plant cards simply because of that. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we can get more. I don't know. In terms of things that have happened in the game that I've skipped on, because it's been a hot minute since I talked to you guys, uh, uh, KC Grand Tournament passed. It was just another KC Cup. I thought it was going to be something special. It was up to level, dual level 25. I played with Shiranui. I got to dual level 25 pretty quickly. I didn't take part in part two because I just didn't care to. The rewards really didn't entice me. I, I, th I feel like that's the main reason why I don't really like play it that often. One, we're in the middle of COVID-19. It's not like we're going to Worlds because that's not happening. If they set up remote duels for Duel Links, I mean, that's what we've been doing forever. So it's not really like it's like entertaining to me at least. I don't really, I don't really tune into that. Um, too much whenever Konami is like playing the dueling stuff on on screen, so I really don't care for that uh, portion of it all. The rewards are things that we get for any other card selection, so it's like, oh, I can hit case, I can hit King of Games and get the same cards. Oh, multiple UR tickets, I don't care. Like none of these really help or anything. Gold, I don't care for. No shiny badge i don't change my thing from the gx dual disc ever so i really don't care like is is nothing is enticing me to actually participate in this uh in the tournaments and maybe that's the reason why i don't ever put too much emphasis on kc cup or events events in general a lot of events don't give us cards that we we're gonna we're gonna utilize anyway like i believe the current event right now is a gx chronicles um gx chronicles ubel and the UR card you can gain from it is Armital, or not Armital, um, the fusion from the three uh, sacred, sacred, sacred beasts, I believe it's called. Yeah, it's not that good. It's not going to be played. It's not like I have to go get it. So why play the event other than for gem? That's really the only reason I'm playing it. Save up, stack up all of my coins, and on the last day of the event, just go to the lottery and just go ham. And hopefully get a couple of gems but i there's no reason no no incentive to continue to play the event you feel me like i don't know <laughs> that's the reason why when i started my channel on 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 youtube when i did my when i started my podcast i didn't really focus on the what's happening now in duel links and this sort of just lean towards discussion content because like there's a lot of things that people don't discuss um, like breaking down a box from an archetype perspective and seeing what can, what archetypes can get good. Because a lot of people talk about like what cards are good now. And then boxes come out and then boxes leave. And people will just forget about a whole bunch of cards within the box because they don't care for it. No one's talking about it. No one is educating them on what is in the box. And thus they just sit in the back of the brain and just get wiped out when the new box comes out and then another new box comes out and these cards don't get updated, not updated, but like archetypes don't get replenished with newer cards and so on and so forth. Like, so people just forget about it. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of new players coming into Duel Links. Don't even look back and see that we have Noble Knight cards or, you know, older cards that can get good in the future. But like, I'm here saying like, hey, look, these 
like in terms of future potential when we get XEs, um, XYZs and stuff like that with Zexal World and anything else that's coming up in the future, these can be actually beneficial. Or if in a fu uh, future box, these archetypes are just missing one or two cards from their archetype within their archetype that can make them actually some type of viable. Maybe we can get them in the future, so just look out for them. Um, when they do come out in the future, if you invested in this archetype in the past, you can actually take full advantage of going into the box with a targeted approach, knowing exactly which cards you need just to finish out the deck you already completed prior, just so that you can be ahead of the curve. That's how I approach it. Like me, I went back and I know I'm rambling now, but I went back and I got a lot of the Fire Fist cards just in case when we get Xyz monsters and we get Tiger Prince and not Tiger Prince, like Lion, the Xyz monsters, the, level, the rank threes and the rank fours within the archetype because now I do have three copies of Spirit, three copies of uh, Leopard. I do have three copies of Dragon um, and stuff like that there's there's been newer um fire fist cards in case those come to duelings like the the fusion and the ritual i am ready with all of the fire fist cards already so that i can utilize that deck when it comes out because what if those cards come out they're hot and now you got to dig through an old box in order to get the cards that make the archetype work i ain't really i ain't really with that so you know not everybody's the same when it comes to investing their gems I'm always going to tell everybody, you know, do what you like, like play the decks that you like, invest the, gem, the gems that you think are comfortable, like you're comfortable with investing. But for me, I like when I see an archetype that I feel like is worth it to invest in because there's a lot of potential future support, I at least get most of the decks. So I don't have to invest in prior stuff. And at least by then you're getting other cards that will hopefully get um, future future support too. But I think that wraps up this box, <laughs> to be honest. The box is cool. Um, I haven't talked about speedroids because I know nothing about speedroids. Maybe I'll do another episode on speedroids once somebody teaches me about speedroids. I have a lot of the cards. Um, just need the SR. More copies of the SR because I only have one. But I don't know. Maybe they're good. Maybe they're top tier. I just haven't seen shit about speedroids. I remember talking, saying I want Speedroids to come to Duel Links when Synchro started coming to Duel Links. And now that we have Speedroids, I'm like, okay, what do they What do? they do? I was just saying it just because I wanted to piss people off. I also said in that same thread on the, the Duel Links subreddit that I want um, Notoria, Notoria Beast, Nat Beast to come to Duel Links. And to be honest, I still say that, to be completely honest. Where's Nat Beast? Give me Nat Beast. I'm not even trolling. Give me Nat Beast. Go read. Go Google Nat Beast. Read the effect. Come back to me. Listen to me say I want Nat Beast, and understand I'm not trolling, because I'm not. I'm not trolling at all. Give me Nat Beast. But with that being said, it's a wrap for this episode. I gotta get back to homework. Her summer classes is going to kill me. But that being said, I'm out, guys. Peace. <laughs>